Welcome back to a very special edition of the Hoffcast. Special because I am sick. I uh, woke up from the first two hours of nighttime sleep um, yesterday and just the throat was killing me. I had a sinus headache. My ears were plugged and I had a tummy ache. And uh, whenever I get sick, I can't, I can't really say anything to <laughs> to my wife about it because she has zero sympathy, and I get it. Man, sickness is a sad sight. And uh, yes, uh, maybe we maybe we play it up a little bit. Maybe we're a little bit more, uh, you know, babies about it. But I think I think that's just because the rest of the time we're so damn tough. That's probably it. Probably the rest of our time spent as as all men are, finely tuned athletic machines, and essentially us getting a tummy ache is uh, like uh, blowing a tire on a Ferrari. It just doesn't perform the way that it should, and it spins out of control. So yes, feel sorry for me. I am looking for sympathy here. You can hear it in my voice. You hear how it's <clears throat> how it's kind of rattly, and uh, and I and I'm not quite as quick as I normally am. This is what's happening. This is uh, this is what happens when you take a uh, Lamborghini out in the snow. It's just it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. You're just spinning your wheels. So I I can't complain to Sarah. She gives me no sympathy. She's like, so what? I'm up three times a night breastfeeding and I get it that's hard but I also have problems I else can I not also have issues that's what happens when somebody says ah oh, first world problems you know like they're they're uh they run out of milk or something ah, I can't believe I ran out of milk ah oh, first world problems it's yes it's still a problem it's still a problem that doesn't mean you have to go cut off your foot just to have something actual to complain about, you, that you take on the first thing impeding your path, and you get rid of that. And so I'm trying to get healthy. Um, I'm not really trying. I I went to sleep. I know at 10:30 last night it was about three hours earlier than normal for old Nick Hoff. Yeah, I hit. I I said, you know what? There's no reason that I have to turn on Netflix. There's no reason. I have to go through this charade of of getting the last few hours of work done. I can just lay down, put in my headphones, turn on a podcast, and fade off into nothingness. And that's exactly what I did. I don't even remember. I hit play on whatever podcast I was listening to, and I don't even remember one second of it. I think that's how quickly I fell asleep. Um because the night before I was getting nothing because I didn't really realize I was sick. I just kind of was like, oh, I'm miserable. What's going on? Oh, Try to go back to sleep. And uh, then in the morning I was like, oh, hi. I, this is bad. So, yes, it may be true that men are weak when it comes to getting sick. But that, please feel sorry for us. Please. 
<laughs> I need sympathy. I don't feel well. Please hold my hand. Make me a cup of tea. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was gross. Um, I had other than that, I had a pretty good week. I uh, did shows in Los Angeles all last week, working on some new material, and um, then on. Saturday, I had a show uh, in Laughlin, Nevada. It's about four and a half hour drive away from Los Angeles. And when I had gotten about an hour and 15 minutes into that drive, uh, all of a sudden traffic stopped to a dead halt. And anytime this happens in Los Angeles, you say, well, this could be a three minute thing. Or a three-hour thing, and unfortunately for yours truly, it was the latter. It was, it was. Uh, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I was calling people. Internet was spotty where I was, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And I couldn't really tell what was going on. And after I'd been in in pretty much standstill traffic for a half hour, I was like, "Ah, oh, this must be an accident." And immediately, your brain. Immediately, your brain feels sorry for yourself. You're like, oh, no, I'm going to possibly be late. But then if you're a good person, you instantly start thinking, oh, I someone's having a worse day than me. This is a bad accident up there. I hope everybody's all right. And then your stupid, selfish brain goes right back to yourself and says, but but me, but me, this is, this is going to be the theme of it. Just me whining like, like a little, uh, like a little kid. Just me. What about me? I might be late to my show. People will get to hear my poop jokes. Uh, and, and yeah, but I, but realistically, you know, if you're going to work and you show up late to work, most people, it's like, Hey, don't do that. Hey, we could have really used you. Hey, that really sucks. But most people, that doesn't mean, hey, you don't get paid ever again. And not that I don't get paid ever again. But if I were to miss my show, I would not get paid for that show. And it would be like, well, then you're out all that money that you were going to get for the show. And, and now you, because you were five minutes late. So now you get nothing. And uh, so that was all going through my head. And uh, trying to figure out what the heck's going on, like when it's going to be cleared up. Internet was spotty, so I was calling people, like trying to figure out, hey, can you tell me what's happening here on this freeway? And uh, the internet wasn't being very good to any of us. They just said there was an incident. Incident could mean any number of things, assuming it was a car accident. But that three hours is a long time. And as I was sitting there a half hour in, I uh, I texted um the guy that was helping with the show and I said, Hey, just to let you know, I left with plenty of time. I still have like three and a half hours of wiggle room here, but I just giving you a heads up. I am stuck in traffic right now and we are not moving. Uh, and he goes, Oh, you'll be all right. You know, just keep me posted. I was like, yeah, I probably will, but I, I'll let you know. And, um, and then we were in there for a half hour, an hour, hour and a half, two hours, and I see the time on my GPS keep clicking up. Like, I'm not going anywhere in mileage, but my ETA just keeps going up. About every about every five minutes, it clicks up another 
another couple of beats and you're like oh this is really bad what oh this is and and then you keep doing the math in your head okay i've got 210 miles left to go so an average of 70 miles an hour i get there in three hours i still have five hours so we should still be good as long as i get out of this in two hours i'll be good and let me tell you it was right up against the wire it took three hours to go those five miles of traffic and the whole time like i see people ducking off onto the shoulder and just going past and and you assume the worst about these people you say what a prick what a selfish piece of garbage out there on the on the uh on the shoulder just passing us all like we like we don't matter like they figured it out they found the wormhole like like we all didn't have that idea of look at all that space on the left and the right that i could just scrape skate through but in my position i was like you know what it's understandable for me to take that shoulder to go at a responsible speed on that shoulder because i could lose uh, this job that I'm going to do. Uh, everybody else might just be late where they're going. I might lose my job for this. And uh, in my head, that was a rational explanation. And in my head, if I got up against that, like where I have three hours to go 70 miles an hour for three hours, I, in my head, I was like, that makes sense. That's a perfectly reasonable uh, explanation for why I'm doing that. But Nobody else knows that. Nobody in their car sees somebody pulling that dickhead maneuver over on the side and they think, hey, oh, that guy just must have somewhere very important. He's more important than the rest of us. Nobody thinks that. There's no way. That's the problem. There's no way to communicate to all those people what what your issue is, why you're why you're driving like a prick, why you're doing that. Because if you could just, like, have a sign, that's why all of our cars should have, like, a thing, like a little explanation on top, like, that you can just type in, like, hey, guys, sorry, I've got a pregnant lady who's about to give birth in the backseat of my car, that's why I'm driving erratically. And then everybody goes, well, let me get out of the way of this guy. We should all have low-level sirens on our cars. And some of you are going, Nick, that's the horn. But the horn has... The con- negative connotations of the horn have taken over for any of its usefulness. There's no use of a horn now where somebody's not offended. Even if a person's about to get hit, you like, honk, honk, get out of the way. Uh, train's coming through. They'll be like, don't honk at me. I saw that train. You think I don't see everything? I see everything. I see everything. Don't you? Don't you honk that vicious horn at me, you little hornyman. This is the problem in our society. We, we there's no understanding but and and that's because we're so disconnected there's no way to help each other understand i'm going to advocate for that i think we should all have a sign that goes up like in our back window that's clear most of the time most of the time you don't even notice it but in cases of emergency things like that you can type into that hey sorry i cut you off but uh, my aunt Phyllis's 90th birthday party is happening and everybody said she's stroking out. So I need to hurry to be there for her last moments. Uh, <laughs> apologies to anybody who's had a relative with a stroke. It's not funny. Uh, but stroking out is kind of funny. Um, saying that is kind of, damn it, off the rails. Okay, anyway. Uh, so I wanted to take the shoulder and that was my that was my last 
uh, last ditch effort attempt. If 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 things if push came to shove, I was going to attempt that. And so I was in the far right lane, about ready to do that. When I was had been in traffic for like two hours and forty five minutes, and I'm like coming up to the last of it, and I'm like I've got to get out of here. But then all of a sudden, up ahead, I see the arrow. We're all merging to the left. And I'm like, okay, this is a good sign because this means we're about to approach what it is, what the problem area. So instantly start merging. And, and that's an impossible thing to do when everybody's been crowded for three hours. Nobody's letting anybody in. Are you crazy? I'm going to let, I've been in this line for almost three hours and now all of a sudden I'm going to let you cut? No, no, no. So you got to catch somebody looking at their phone. They, you know, they glance down for a second to refresh Instagram. You whoop, swoop right in. Whoop, swoop right in. And that's what I did. I got over fast. I was like, boop, boop. After three hours, people are super bored. They're checking emails. They're, you know, reading the church bulletin. You got to go boop. So I made it all the way into the left-hand lane, and things were going. We are probably going about three to five miles an hour, which is a huge improvement after going one-third of that for the last several hours. And uh, and I was like, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and then I got up to it, and it was an 18-wheeler whose front cab had completely disintegrated from the fire. Like, I don't know. I didn't see any other cars. I didn't see skid marks or anything like that. I didn't see it wasn't turned over on site. It was just a pile of ashes. <coughs> Excuse me. It was just a pile of ashes in front of a 18 wheeler trailer. And you're like, oof, I hope I hope whoever was in there got out. And that's when you realize, yeah, there somebody had a worse day than what you're doing just sitting there for three hours. I mean, back there, we had we had uh, radio we could listen to. We had phone calls we could be making. And that's when you're pl- playing the little game also with your phone of, like, how much use can I get out of it and then still charge it a little bit. That's the problem when Apple switched over uh, to the charging and the headset being the same, the same little portal is it screws you when you're in a situation where, like, you want to talk on the phone with the headset, but also you want to get it charged. And my little car charger, like, barely keeps up. Barely. Like, it's pumping, like, one-fourth of a volt into my phone, like, giving it just the tiniest amount of juice. So if I do anything with it, it's it's going down. Uh, it's, not like a, it's not like a normal plug. Uh, but I made it. I got out of that traffic. And I just started immediately started hauling, just hauling ass down the freeway, going as fast as I possibly could, still safe, but as fast as I could. And I called, uh, or I I called uh, the guy that was at the show, and I was like, "Hey, man, just got out of it. Looks like I'm just barely gonna make it." The ETA on my thing said I was gonna be two minutes early, and I was like, "Okay, but that's that's speed limit, so we could probably do a little bit better than that." And I. And I uh, called him, and I he goes, no worries, man. You still got two hours. You got plenty of time, so just don't get in a car accident. I was like, are you screwing with me right now? Are you are you are you joking? And he goes, what? And I go, two hours. I've got three hours, right? I got three hours. You guys are still on Pacific time over there, right? I got three hours. And he goes, uh, oh wait, let me see. Oh yeah, my Apple Watch didn't click over. No, you got three hours. I was like, ah, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I about veered off the road right then. I'm going going so fast trying to get there on time. And I was like, well, I can't even make up. I can't make up a complete. I can't make up 58 minutes, not in three hours. That's for damn sure. 
but I had the three hours, and I'm happy to say I made it on time. Um, I made it on time, and I made it with a few minutes to spare. I even got there. I could do a little stretching. I'm still way tighter than I wanted. I think I made it there 20 minutes early. Still way closer than I ever want that to be. I mean, 20 minutes is not enough. I mean, if I'd had to stop to get gas, that could have screwed me. One more accident would have been the end of my night. But I made it. Made to Laughlin. Never been to Laughlin before. And uh, and I actually thought it was kind of a cool-looking town. Like, I, I'd heard of Laughlin before, but it's like a miniature Vegas, but not... It looks like it hasn't yet been infected by the club goers, which is kind of what Vegas has become, which is like that. That It's just for it's for a different crowd. It's different than I've never been that crowd. I've never been the club goer like uns, 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 uns. Like those are fun once in a while, but I've never been the guys like, hey, we got to go to a club now. Um, and so, yeah, it was kind of a cool little place. I didn't get to spend any time there. I went, I got there 20 minutes early, did the show, left immediately afterward, get back home. Anything under seven hours, and I'm like, if I can be home before sunlight, I'm game. Let's go. And and I flew the whole way home. No problems at all after the show. So that, that it was a fun show. And uh, anybody that saw me in Laughlin, uh, thanks for coming out to that show. It was, a, it was a good time, and I met a guy that books shows all over there. So, and he was like, Hey, hit me up. Cause I'd love to have you come back and do more shows. So hopefully I'll be back in that area, you know, only four hours away. That's an easy weekend. Uh, I'd love to go back there and do more shows. So thanks to everybody that came out. Um, thanks to, I saw a couple of you out at shows in Los Angeles. Thanks for coming out. I know I'm working on new stuff. So hopefully you saw some things you're like Hoff's doing it, man. These, these new things, I can't wait to see how they are. Uh, I'm excited about them. Things are taking shape, working on that, on the new hour. So that's nice. And, uh, and I'll be, I'm in town again this weekend. So I'll be doing, uh, the Lady Face Ale House in Agora Hills on Saturday. If anybody's up there in the in the valley and you're sick and tired of all these fires and you want to come out and uh, and uh, watch some comedy, I encourage you to do that. Oh, this is the this is the first podcast since Thanksgiving. Last one came out uh, just before. So, did you guys have fun? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Was it uh, was it all with family or friends or both? Um, I always do either one or the other. I've never included friends in on a family uh, Thanksgiving, uh, but we had we had Sarah's brother and her brother come down from the Air Force Base. Brought his family. We went swimming here and uh, cooked all together. That was a good time. Uh, this was a weird one though because my wife was like, "How much stuffing should I actually make?" I was like, "Make all the stuffing. Make as much as you possibly can." I usually crush about five servings worth of leftovers. Uh, And this time, I really didn't. I think I had leftovers once. And even though we still had some in the fridge, I don't know what it was. Everything just kind of meshed together. Maybe it was me, like, feeling the precursor to the sickness and things weren't quite tasting. Things things haven't been really tasting uh, differently recently. Uh, Like, I I eat something and it, yeah, tastes kind of, it's like this general food taste and i think that's what happens when you get a cold you have sinus things like so much of it is smell and and your taste buds are all jacked up and i think that's what happened to me i was so disappointed in myself 
that uh, I didn't cre- like. We ended up just getting rid of a bunch of stuffing because nobody ate it. And I, normally, that's my bread. Normally, I eat a whole plate of stuffing. Like I don't care, carb load. The time is now. I'm on this new diet. This new <laughs> this new exercise <coughs> that I've been. <coughs> dang it! That I've been. Uh, I've been doing, but I, I have missed a few days, you guys. I will admit that to you right now. I have missed a few days, and I feel bad about. It. I feel bad about myself, but I feel like I feel like that's normal. I heard it takes 21 days to get used to anything uh, and make it part of your routine, and so I'm still only barely over a weekend, and so I still got to keep churning. Just make sure I do it little by little, little bit every day. And you know what it was? You know what the one that tripped me up was? This damn app that tells me what to do. Uh, it was cardio day. It's like, go for a 15-minute run. And that's that's my Achilles heel. I don't like just going for a jug. I don't I don't want to put on the special shoes. I don't want to put on those my running shoes that I think maybe I haven't worn in two years. They just sit there on the shelf. And uh, I don't I don't want to put those on. That's so boring to go out there. And just run around and like the joints all hurt because you haven't warmed up properly. Is there something? Is there something cardio I could do? And I basketball is not always available. I could play once a week, but I, I have a hard time getting out more than that. Somebody recommended this other workout program that I should be doing, and and somebody else said I should be doing. Uh, I should go back get back into tennis. Um, <laughs> that that was a. Uh, that was a suggestion. Uh, I, uh, some of you might know that I was. Uh, I played a little bit. I played one year of tennis in high school, and uh, like I wasn't big enough for football. And I was like, "All right, well, I don't want to sit on the bench, so I'll just play tennis for one year." And uh, that one year, <laughs> you know, it was a lot of fun. I got to be in there with some of my friends, and I used to play uh, every once in a while. Shout out to Jenna from Hastings. Uh, used to play tennis against her, and I think she used to beat me a fair amount. I was just like, just out there, she'd run me around. She actually knew how to play tennis. I was just some hack that was hitting it back, and she actually knew how to place it. I was like, oh, this turd, I can't, <laughs> I can't keep up. I can't keep up, but she's running me around. She knows how to beat me. Uh, she knows my weakness, cardio. That's my weakness. So I'm gonna play tennis against somebody that just hit it right back, hit it in the middle. Hit in the middle of the court, and I'll hit in the middle of the court for you. We can do that for each other, and we'll just work out our shoulders, get tennis elbow in our old age. I'm, oh, my God, I'm just looking around the room. My my kids have stacked up their Batmans and Supermans up against the wall like like they're about to get arrested by cops. They got their hands up, just face up against the wall. <laughs> it's so funny. I'll have to take a picture of that and post it. Uh, <laughs> just Batman and Superman getting arrested. Just hands up, ladies and, and their capes are all over their heads. I wonder why the hell they did that. Who knows? I, I used to love coming into the playroom and see what what they were getting into because I'd so often see like He Man riding a T Rex or something. You're like, man, I wish I wish I was a part of that world. I wish I had that imagination where that was that was what enthralled me. To yeah, throw He Man on a on a T Rex and go riding around eating horses. What a great what a great time to be alive. The young age, you know, I've thought I've thought a lot about the best times of my life, and I gotta say, I think 
the best, like the things I look back with the fondest memories. I loved junior high. I loved the building there and it felt like you'd always ran into everybody that you wanted to see. And it was just a cool experience. The first time all the elementary schools were lumped together. And so all these kids that like you'd heard about and maybe played in, you know, like peewee league and all this stuff, all of a sudden you're all in the same place. That was exciting. There were more girls around and that was cool. Uh, so junior high and college, when you just had almost no responsibility, what, we're going to go to class, you know, two to three times a day, and that's it. The rest of the time, we're just hanging out with our buddies. That was also a great time. And I and I have fun any stage of life I'm in, but those were the two, like, standout times. Yeah, high school was fun. Elementary school was fun. But, I don't know, for some reason, those two periods of my life are just standout. Uh, and... um but I'll bet you, I'll bet you if I could remember age four and age two and a half, like my boys are, I'll bet you, I'll bet you that was a blast. I'll bet I was running around crazy. And my mom has pictures of me just running around just completely naked. I've got like a cape and I've got like the Superman red boots on and I'm just completely naked, just running out, just standing out in the front porch, just wind flapping my cape. And I'm just out there just letting the breeze, <laughs> just just let it do what it wants. And that, she said, I used to do that all the time. And uh, I'll bet you, I'll bet you that was fun. I just don't remember that. I don't remember that early on. I think my earliest memories are maybe age four. Like I've got maybe two or three memories from age four, but then it really starts to pick up about the time you went to kindergarten, which is weird. Like, cause I was six when I went to kindergarten. It's weird to live five years with only a handful of memories that, uh, that you can recall. But I guess, I guess that's the way life is. And hopefully, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the purpose of journaling. Maybe people, maybe all my sisters were, were right when they would, uh, when they would have their dear diary moments, maybe they were right to write those down. Because I did, I did journal one time. We went on vacation as a family, and I bought a little notebook, and I was writing down, just basically cataloging what we were doing, just taking the minutes of our vacation. And uh, and every one, once in a while, I'll go back home, and that'll be sitting there, and I'll just kind of pan through it. It takes me, you know, five minutes to read, but it it really takes me back to those vacation memories. I got to I got to do more of that. Maybe that's the point of the podcast though. Will I ever go back and listen to these things and think, "Oh, that's what I was going through. That's what I thought." God, I was a moron. Just just realizing what you all know now about me. <laughs> um maybe it would be fun. Uh, yeah, this is sort of like a little time capsule. That's what my stand-up is. Sometimes I go back and watch old stand-ups, which is a little cringe-worthy to go back and and but sometimes I'm able to look at it just from a standpoint of man look at where I was right then look at look at what I thought was important I wasn't doing any family miss stuff I wasn't married yet just just talking about spiders and sharks that's all that was not this real serious stuff like getting a cold in your mid-30s which is what I'm going through right now hopefully hopefully I can get over it Uh oh I hear a kid crying wonder which one that was. The older kid is tends to beat the little one up a little bit. Not the little girl. He tends to beat his little brother up. And I don't know how to stop him from doing that. I, I try and appeal to his good nature. I know he's got a good heart, but his default is like, I'm mad, and now I'm going to like 
dig my nails into you or now I'm going to push you down. And maybe that's just maybe that's just a boy thing, but I also wonder is he uh has he gone crazy? Did I did I do something wrong? Cuz sometimes I'll pick him up with like when he does something like real shitty like that, I'll pick him up with this intensity of like I want to throw you through a window right now. I'm not going to because I love you and that's wrong, but I'm going to pick you up and I know he can feel that intensity inside of me because I can feel it and I know he gets these wide eyes. He's like, oh, dad could crush me right now, which is the same exact feeling I had when my the few times my dad came after me. I was like, whoo, I, I poked the beast. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have said that. I, dude, I remember one time uh, my dad came after me he he had been gone at work, and I was in a tiff with my mom, and I thought she was being unreasonable, which she might have been. I'm not going to discount the fact that I was a little turd quite often, especially in high school when this uh, situation went down, but I'm also going to say parents are humans and they make mistakes sometimes and they have feelings they have emotions and they sometimes get the better of them god knows i've let that happen with my parenting uh so i'm not gonna say i was in the wrong and at the time i really felt like dad gets home she's she's like your father's gonna be home soon and then we'll see what he says and i was like bring it on let's get an outside opinion let's do this and then he came in the door and she told him what her side and I told him my side and he sided with her and I was like oh this is not this is not fair and impartial at all this is this a mistrial right here and I just started yelling I was like you know what you didn't even listen to what I had to say you're just siding with her because you're afraid if you don't you're not gonna get lucky anymore and as soon as I said that I saw his face change from like general displeasure to anger and i was like oh no that was never supposed to come out like that and he just sprinted after me and i was out the back door so fast just running away i was like oh no and i just ran out and i ran i just jumped the fence as fast as i could and now i know this way, this way, you gotta write things down because now my memory is getting a little foggy. Because in my original memory, he was in his whitey tidies, but now I'm thinking back, he had just come home from work, so there's no way he wasn't one of those guys that just came home and dropped trout right there in the first second through the door. So he must have been wearing clothes. So I don't know if I'm getting these times mixed up, but I know I said that, and he chased after me. And uh, I jumped the fence and I kind of turned because I was like, there's no way he's going to get over the fence. And as soon as I had that, like, there's no way he's going to. He jumped it like an Olympic sprinter, like a high hurdler just going over. He didn't even break stride. Just and he was on top of me. I was like, no, (laughs) I went down. I don't think I got a beating because I think he saw the humor in it all. But he definitely like grabbed hold of me and grabbed me with that intensity that I do with my kids. Like, if you weren't a living human being, I would destroy you right now. If I didn't love you and had already spent so much money raising you, you know how much a waste of time and resources it would be if I ended you now. God, I hope that I get dementia in my old age and you take me in and have to wipe my ass. And I hope I love Indian food. That's the kind of look he gave me. <laughs> Uh, so I, I guess that's, 
you know, uh, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, and um, <laughs> and I hope I'm not ruining them. But I don't know why his default is to hurt, because I, I I don't want him to do that. I want them to be able to play together, and they do play together. But I want the kids to be able to play together without me having to worry if I go take a shower, am I going to come back in ten minutes to bloodshed? Uh, if any of you have experience in that or suggestions let me know if i need to alter my parenting uh my parenting style uh other than that guys this is this week i'm in town i already told you about uh the show at the lady face ale house i've done that show before james fry runs that show it's a fun time uh and then i'm not on the road again until december 14th and 15th i'll be up in uh, lincoln city oregon at a casino up there doing some shows. So if you're in the Oregon area, come out. And if you're not in that particular part of Oregon, don't worry. Because the very next week, I am uh, doing uh, Southern Oregon. So uh, I'll come home for a few days. And then I go back. And I'm, uh, let's see, on the 19th of December, I'm in Coos Bay, Oregon, doing a show. And then on the 20th, I'm going to be doing a show at the Looking Glass Brewery in Winston, Oregon. I think that's a tiny town. Uh, Winston, Oregon at the Looking Glass. And then on the 21st and 22nd of December, Chadwick's Pub in Medford, Oregon. They run great comedy shows there. I did it a few years ago. Had a blast. So I'm looking forward to going back. Um, And December should be beautiful in Oregon. So come hang out. We'll have a few drinks. and uh, And then you'll celebrate Christmas. So that'll be great. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for everybody that shared. Uh, I posted on Facebook for Small Business Saturday, like, share this podcast. This is really what does it. You know, grab grab somebody's phone today and just hit that uh, podcast app and just subscribe. And once in a while, they'll get into it. Once in a while, they'll stumble across it and listen. But as long as you've subscribed on their phone, every time they go to reload that program, it's going to download episodes, which helps. It helps uh, iTunes looks at that, and they look at the ratings, and they look at the reviews, and then that's how they determine which podcast to shove to the front of the line to advertise to all the listeners. So if you guys haven't done that, do that. Uh, Tell somebody else to do that. Everybody subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you so much. I hope to see you at the end of this year or possibly in 2019. If you see I'm not coming to their to, to your town yet, uh, hit me up. Say, Nick, book this place. Happy to do that because I'm putting my 2019 calendar together uh, and I've got a lot of dates filled already, but I still have quite a few open. So hit me up if you want me to come or if there's something I'm unaware of that I should be doing. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you had a great week and here's to feeling better at the end of 2018. Goodbye. <laughs>